Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 3. I am your host, Chris Raybon, and today we're going to dive into the Thursday night football DFS slate. We'll go into the week three main slate, of course, and build some lineups on DK and FanDuel. Here to break down everything with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I'm pretty sure you kicked my ass in both the DraftKings and FanDuel contests. <laughs> I, I took Trevor Lawrence on both teams, which is already a bad start. Both my defenses put up minus one, so... Yeah, it was, uh, it was a Quite an interesting week. Uh, we will talk about this Giants-Niners Thursday night football game in a second. Uh, if you heard Sean and I talking player projections on the Action Network pod, welcome back. Uh, if not, be sure to check that out. And uh, our five-star rating and review contest uh, is live this year. So each week we'll pick uh, our favorite rating and review and give away some swag uh, and uh or a free uh, subscription if you don't have one to Action Pro. So if you don't, uh, if you haven't already, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll pick a winner each week. This week's winner is JaxG29. So thank you, JaxG29, for the rating and review. Please email podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. Thursday Night Football, Giants at the Niners. Niners favored by 10. The total is 45. Who do you like in the captain spot? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Brandon Ayuk for this one just because, you know, it's Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle typically get a boost whenever the Niners play defense that uses zone at a high rate. And Ayuk is the Niner who gets a boost whenever they play a man-heavy defense, which is what the Giants are. Uh, but, you know, Ayuk was in and out of the lineup last week with yeah. what seemed like a shoulder injury. So there's a chance they hold him out here. Uh, I'm guessing if he plays, it means he's closer to 100%. Um, why risk it on the short week? Especially, you probably don't need him to beat the Giants. Uh, but if he's suiting up, I think he, he's the play to go uh, in the captain's slot here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm just going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, this dude is just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he looks amazing. He's barely coming off the field. You know, they're not even really mixing in that much Mitchell. Maybe they do on a shorter week, but uh, this Giants defense fresh off giving up 106 yards to James Conner uh, last week. I, I really like it. You know, you don't expect it as much, quite as much in the past game because, as you mentioned, the Giants playing man coverage. You know, maybe – 
CMC has to stay in a block. But if he does go out in routes, I mean, he's going to he's still going to toast any of these giant linebackers. So uh, it could just be a big McCaffrey day. I don't know how much they're going to have to throw the ball um, in this one. <laughs> the Giants without Saquon Barkley, especially. Yeah. So uh, CMC for me. Uh, what about for value plays? Um, you know, for the Giants, it's Darren Waller and a bunch of dart throws. Um, so I'm going to consider Jalen Hyatt a value play here. Um, you know, his routes run rate is still in the 30% range, but have to wonder if we start seeing more playing time after he he went off for two catches and 89 yards, um, especially in what should be a trailing game script. Like you mentioned, they won't have Saquon Barkley. So we could see the Giants take a couple more deep shots specifically to Hyatt in this game. So Hyatt's the kind of guy that's like perfect for a showdown slate. So I like him there. Uh, same thing with the Niners. Like it's just a bunch of studs and dart throws. So I'll, I'll save my Niner for my dart throws. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you could, if you know, there's a lot of mid range guys, just kind of who we like here. Uh, I do agree. I think Hyatt, you know, is kind of coming on and they're going to have to get him more involved, especially if Barkley's out just because they need as much explosiveness on the field uh, as possible. Uh, but for this one, again, not getting too fancy. Darren Waller is pretty, pretty decent priced in that mid range mm-hmm. movie, 7,400 on DK. And I expect a big workload for Waller because Giants are 10-point underdogs on the road, short week, probably no Barkley. Uh, so I, I I just expect this Giant offense, when they pass, it's still going to be Darren Waller getting open uh, more than anyone else uh, on this team. So going Waller. And on the other side, I think Kittle is worth a, a value play here. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, all these Niner uh, starters are kind of locked in here. It's not a ton of value, but I think Kittle is a guy who – Somewhat of a slow start to this year, but the Giants' defense—they've uh, been giving up a, a, quite a few targets to tight ends. Now in Week One, Ferguson had a bunch of drops, so the production wasn't there. But eight mm-hmm. targets to tight ends against Dallas, uh, and then eleven targets to tight ends in the Arizona game in Week Two. So that's nineteen total. That is a lot of targets for tight ends. So I think this could be a game where where Kittle uh, finally does some damage. You know, he was the guy that was getting all the touchdowns with uh with purdy last year i think he had 11 and this year hasn't found the end zone yet hasn't caught more than three balls in a game yet so i think i think he could see him get a little more involved in this one especially if iuk is banged up then then Mm -hmm. i think you see him step up but yeah those are like both of the tight ends uh both top five guys for me and and pretty reasonably priced what about darthros do you like darts ted oh Okay, I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's ugly for the Giants. I'm going to go with Gary Brightwell, though, um, because with Saquon Barkley expected to miss, um, I, I think it's going to be Matt Breida getting the start and probably lead a two-three-way committee. I think everybody's going to be on Matt Breida. I think his roster ship's going to be pretty high here. So I think Brightwell could be some nice leverage because he could command more of a 50-50 split here. And there, there's so much uncertainty. It could be Brightwell ends up leading the backfield. We don't really know. So I think Brightwell would be the good leverage play here. Uh, whatever his roster ship is, it's probably going to be too low. I, I know it's an ugly play, this, but this is kind of an ugly slate. Um, and we could see rookie Eric Ray uh, get some run here as well. Um, and then I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go with the other backup running back, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, like you mentioned, the Niners have just been giving Kirsch McCaffrey like every snap. Uh, he played every snap last week. Yep. against the Rams, meaning Mitchell didn't even see the field at all. Uh, have to imagine they, they want to start limiting his workload at some point, especially on a short week. Um, so it, there's definitely, you know, blowout potential here. So this could be a scenario where Mitchell sees a lot more work uh, in the second half. 
Um, and as you mentioned, the Giants are a great matchup against running backs. They did allow that 100-plus yard game and a touchdown to James Conner. So if Mitchell does see the field in this game, I think you know it's a great spot for him. So um, that, that's just playing into the, the blowout here. Yeah, I, I do think this is a good spot for Mitchell. Even you know, even a third uh, who is Jordan Mason. You know, if mm-hmm. if the Niners are ahead handily, I think this would be a time to kind of get, get McCaffrey out of there uh, and, and let him get a breather. Uh, for me, going with uh, Paris Campbell on the Giant side, he's kind of priced closer to the dart throws. It's forty four hundred, <laughs> so it's not super cheap, but he's you know he's been the guy getting you know every down, not every down, but almost every down kind of usage. He's averaging 75% uh, of the routes per drop back through two games. And he's priced, you know, below Hodgins and Slayton and those guys. So uh, he's kind of in that, in that dead zone where I think he's just the cheapest giant receiver in terms in the best value in terms of his playing time. Uh, and then on the Niner side, uh, kind of going, you know, with maybe Ayuk's a little bit banged up, maybe the game gets out of hand. Uh, Ronnie Bell, the rookie, I uh, like him as a dart throw. He's been playing a, a few snaps uh, in, in terms of the receive, at wide receiver, I should say, 12% of the dropbacks in week one, up to 25% last week. And he had a really good preseason. He caught uh, 10 of 15 targets for 172 yards. So he averaged 17.2 a catch in the preseason, seventh round pick out of Michigan. And uh, I think, you know, he could get a, a downfield target or two here and there, but if, especially if Ayuk is banged up, he might mix in even a little bit more uh, into the normal game plan. So uh, I like him at min price. Yeah, no, I love the bell call. If, if Ayuk's ruled out, um, you know, he's probably going to replace him like one-to-one because whenever I checked out uh, against the Rams, mm-hmm. it was bell that came in. I think they were trying to preserve Ayuk on running play. So bell would come in and, you know, run block, but I, I mean, he's probably going to run like over, maybe 60, 70% of the routes if Ayuk is out. Uh, so, yeah, I love that call. And, yeah, he, he looked amazing in preseason, so he could step up here. All right, let's jump over to the main slate. Let's start with some some stacks, some quarterbacks, and some stacks builds, stack builds that you like for the main slate. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with Geno Smith and DK Metcalf uh, for my first stack. You know, the, the Saints used a ton of man coverage um, in week one. I'll have to see how it was uh, last night, but DK tends to get a boost when facing man coverage. And like I said, I, I'm really high on Geno Smith this week. So I think uh, DK's uh, probably his best stacking partner. Um, and then the, my next one is Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs defense. Um, there's some nice correlation there where the Chiefs, tend to lean on the run game a bit more um, if they have a big lead with Pacheco. So this is certainly a spot where that could happen. Uh, Bears, you know, are a great matchup for running backs. And it's a good matchup for a defense, too, because Justin Fields tends to take a ton of sacks. He's been pretty careless with the football. And the Chiefs' defenses look really good, uh, especially after getting Chris Jones back last week. So I love stacking Pacheco with the Chiefs' defense here. Um, and then have to stack the Chargers-Vikings game in some way. And I think my favorite one is Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and send it back with Jordan Addison. Um, you know, not only could this game will be a shootout, but um, I think everybody's going to be all over Keenan Allen here, and rightfully so. But Mike Williams had a solid game too. You know, he had eight catches for 83 yards, had a 90% route turn rate, 30% target rate. So he's the kind of guy that could drop, you know, huge game here with multiple touchdowns. Um, and then Jordan Addison, I, I keep waiting for it to happen. He hasn't done it quite yet, but he should leapfrog. KJ Osborne as the number two receiver. He he actually started the game uh, in a two wide formation, 
um, last week, and then he caught that long touchdown. So I think it's only a matter of time, especially since Osborne made a couple of bad plays. I think he dropped the ball in the end zone. Um, so this could be another big Jordan Addison week. And hopefully, you know, we see his routes run rate go over 80%. And then then I think he's like in must-play territory at that point. But love stacking this game. And that that one, I think, is sneaky. Yeah, I like Kirk. I like that as well. Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I'm, I'm I like Kirk Cousins stack here. You know, he's been again just nice. what 350 yards per, over 350 yards per game. Uh, so I'll stack him with you know Jefferson and any of those other guys. You know, Jefferson Addison, Jefferson Osborne, or Jefferson Hawkinson. And, and Osborne, you know, yeah, he looks bad, but or he look he had a bad game in in, in week two, but he still was wide open on a touchdown, uh, and he's ran a route on 95% of yep. Cousins dropbacks through two weeks. It went up from 94% to 96% last week. So if you saw him in a two wide set, that might've been the only snap that he missed. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he might've been waiting, getting his helmet. He was like, oh yeah. That, <laughs> where's my helmet? That is true. Uh, baby <laughs> steps here. Baby steps. At least he saw one snap in that formation. <laughs> yeah. But I like, uh, I like all three and Osborne is just the cheapest. Uh, so yeah. I do like including him, whether you're going, you know, Jefferson Osborne or, you know, three of the, three of the four guys, uh, Osborne being the cheapest. Um, I do like him in that, in that, uh, in that stack. Cause even if he drops to the wide receiver three, he still should be on the field, you know, 80% of the time, uh, 75, 80%. Uh, also like Russell Wilson here, uh, against Miami, a Miami team that I think is going to put up some points, uh, stacking him with Jerry Judy, who I think, you know, had a bad game, but the underlying metrics were good. You know, he was on the field every, uh, you know, not every snap, but uh, 86%. And that is something that, you know, I think could go up a little bit over 90 this week. You know, Sutton's been around 90%. So I think next, uh, I think against Miami, they're going to need Judy uh, and his ability to, to, to win and get open. So I like stacking Russ and Judy and, uh, you know, Marvin Mims could throw him in there as well. Mm -hmm. He he didn't see that many snaps. So I probably wouldn't, you know, Fangio's probably going to play that, uh, you know, hot quarters or too high shell and and limit some of the deep stuff. So I think Judy is the guy uh, that I want to stack Wilson with. And then CJ Stroud, you know, he's been, as you mentioned, kind of the, the Houston offense has been a little faster paced, a little higher mm-hmm. volume in the past game. Uh, so I like Stroud and I like all of his uh, wide receivers. You know, that's Jacksonville secondary. Uh, that, I don't love the Jacksonville secondary. You know, I know they I guess they kind of held up against the Chiefs last week for, for what it's worth. But uh, overall, I, I like stacking him, especially with, uh, with Tank Dell, who I think is just going to get better and better. You know, I, a guy who I already – you know, I think might be the best receiver on that team, but Nico's playing well as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any, you know, Nico or Tank, you can stack him with. Robert Woods has been, you know, solid as well. So you could throw him and Schultz in there as well. But I think Tank and Nico are the two I think I expect, you know, at the end of the season to be the Houston's two leading receivers. So those are the guys that uh, I would, I want to stack him with the most. Okay. Who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, well, I'll just start with the guy you just mentioned. Chief guys, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, CJ Stroud uh, for 5,300. Uh, pretty much everything you just said. Uh, do like stacking with Nico, Dell, and even throwing some Schultz here and there. But um, definitely encouraged by just the pace of the offense and how much they're throwing the ball. Um, for running backs, I, I do like Justice Hill um, at 4,800 because Gus Edwards ended up having the bigger game thanks to a goal line score. But Hill had the edge on him in terms of just underlying usage. You know, he had – bit more of the early down work obviously dominated the passing down work and actually saw more snaps 
around the goal line. So uh, th- this could be another situation where Hill, Hill scored two touchdowns week one. It was Edwards this week. It could be Hill next week. So I just think Hill could be under the radar this week at 4,800 with people maybe fleeing on him uh, a bit too soon. Um, and then wide receiver, I, I love some of these cheaper guys. Uh, Josh Reynolds at 4,200. I-, I don't know why his price is 4,200. This reminds me of T. Higgins two years ago and uh, Zay Jones last year. It's like a glitch in their Excel sheet where it's like, if error equal $4,200 or something like that. But he's clearly, the, <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 he's the number two receiver on the lines right now. He is worth way more than 4200 Same with Rashid Shahid, who again, is 4200 There's something wrong with their Excel spreadsheet pricing these guys at 4200 But Shahid picked up where he left off his rookie year. Looks even better this year. He's had back-to-back games of over 60 yards to start the season. So he just has... Way too much upside, especially in tournaments, to be 4,200. I'm guessing his roster ship will be pretty high. Um, and then Jaden Reed, also another guy in that 4K range. He's 3,800. Even if Christian Watson returns, like I think he's going to still command targets and be kind of under the radar as a sub 4K guy. Um, and then at tight end, got to stick with our boy Chig Quanquo at 3,200. Bounce back you know, with a solid four-catch 35-yard game. Um, after the goose egg in week one and his, his routes run rate dipped to 66%. But heading into the season, I think we would have been fine if he's averaging around 70% routes run rate. He, he saw his target rate jump up to 21%. So he still has a ton of upside um, and has yet to happen yet. But I want to be on him before that happens as opposed to chasing points after he has his big game. So I like him again this week at 3,200. Yeah, you know, still waiting for uh, for Jake to to blow up, but it's got to come sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, for me, Jerome Ford, he's forty eight hundred, so you know, don't forget about him at a yeah. running back. Uh, again, tough matchup, but I expect him to be the feature back. Uh, Roche, Roche, Roshan Johnson for the Bears, um, you know, he is the passing down back, and now they're deactivating Foreman, so it's really you know Herbert and Roshan Johnson and. Uh, we saw Johnson have the big week one, kind of quieted down last week, but you know he's still, you know, mixing in on those passing downs and getting getting some carries as well. So in a game where they're big underdogs to the Chiefs, I think we, you know, we could see more Roshan than Herbert this week. Uh, and then another interesting one, uh, it looks like David Montgomery is going to be out for the Lions, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously Jameer Gibbs is going to get a, a lot of love. But I think Craig Reynolds is interesting because we always see the Lions kind of use at least two if not three uh, backs in the rotation. So if Montgomery's out, uh, you know, Reynolds has an outside shot of getting 10 touches in this game you know, or double-digit touches. You know, we've seen that in the past with guys like Justin Jackson kind of pop up and in, in, mm. in, in all of a sudden they're involved in the backfield. So if Montgomery's out, Craig Reynolds at near, near min price, I think, is, is pretty interesting against the Falcons as a home favorite. Uh, already mentioned K.J. Osborne. I think he's uh, – He's an interesting play in what should be a high-scoring game. Tank Dell uh, at 3,600 on uh, DK. Love him. Had averaging five catches for over 50 yards a game. Uh, Jonathan Mingo continued to play every snap. Uh, you know, he Chark didn't take his role at all. It was Marshall who's uh, bumped down. So another guy who I think is just going to get better as the season progresses is Jonathan Mingo. He's still close to mid-price, 3,400 on DraftKings. So, uh, you know, he ran around on 97% of the dropbacks in that Monday night game. So, you know, the, the production hasn't been, hasn't really been there. Caught three balls for 26 yards, and, but he got eight <laughs> targets in that yep. in that game. So, you know, it's it's coming. 
Uh, he got one of the, one of his catches was right near the uh, right near the goal line too. So uh, like Mingo, and then a tight end Zach Ertz, you know, thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Again, he's in my top ten for tight ends. He's been playing just like he used to back in the day, just ninety eighty five percent of the uh, of the routes, and uh, he's catching a lot of balls. And this is a game against Dallas where it's going to be tough to throw against Diggs and Gilmore on the outside. So I think Ertz has has another big game. Yeah, I love the. Um... Craig Reynolds call because I, I don't know if the just because David Montgomery if he misses time I don't know if they're just going to give Gibbs a mm-hmm. bigger role I think they they're limiting him for a reason and I would not be shocked if Reynolds does inherit much of the Montgomery role I, I don't think enough people are aware of that and in yeah. the past like he's always produced whenever he's been called on you know to get five to ten touches he's produced so yeah I, I do think he's a sneaky play especially in GPPs. Yeah, I mean, there's a non-zero chance that Reynolds could lead the team in carries if, uh, if Montgomery's out. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would. They, I, it might be better than 50-50. Yeah, it might <laughs> be. Uh, they also called up Bam Knight. Uh, I don't know what they think uh, of him, but he's, uh, he's there too. He might get a carry or two. We'll see. But uh, that's definitely a situation to monitor. All right, let's, uh, let's go to our lineups. You got first pick on DraftKings. Where are you going? Uh, I am going with uh, Jerome Ford at 4,800. I think he's a clear <laughs> value play this week. I will go with Sam Laporta at tight nice. end at 4K. Uh, I'll go with Josh Reynolds at 4,200. <laughs> Counter my Lions. Okay. That's got to be a spreadsheet error that two guys are priced like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess. Yeah, because right. remember it was like T. Higgins was stuck on. Yeah, I think it was like fifty three hundred or something. Yeah. Every week, uh, it's like the, they uh, they mainly overrid it. There was some formula, and they just forgot to update it. Like that was my theory, anyway. Okay, for defense, I will go with the Buffalo Bills at twenty nine hundred at Washington. Yep. Commanders, yep, it's a good pick. Yeah, I think you took the Cowboys last week before I had updated like the Jets having. Aaron Rodgers on the <laughs> on the spread. That's why my projection for them wasn't as high. Um, damn it! Uh, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen then at 7600. All right. I'll go Zay Flowers at 5400. I'll go Gino at uh, 5700. Let's go with some Bijan at 7800. Mm. Uh, I'll I'll just take my defense here to get out of the way. Uh, I, I will go – I'll go with the Patriots up against uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of one of those two defenses in that game. <laughs> uh, but the Bills at under 3K against this commander is pretty good. Yeah, no, that's they're, – they're definitely the best value for sure. You you, you have Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right I'll go uh, Mike Williams. 6K. Nice. Yeah, he's too cheap too. <laughs> Damn. Um, I will go um, – I'm going to go with another – cheaper running back oh i'll, I'll go uh, isaiah pacheco at 5400 yeah i think that's a great spot for him yeah positive game script his usage yeah. t- ticked up again last week all right qb give me some kirk 6900 nice. how much do you have left that's a good question i uh 6200 a player okay probably spend up here or let's see what i could do <laughs> all right I'll, I'll do it tank dell 3600 there take that nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I was definitely thinking about it. Figured that was coming up, so Oof. I need to save. Some, there we go. Now I have seventy six hundred for tight end and flex. I go Zach Moss fifty five hundred. Nice. Played every snap, so he is a road underdog. But if he's going to play passing downs too, then yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, I got fifty seven fifty left for a wide receiver flex, and you got a 
what, 6,200 left for a tight end flex? Yep, yep, yep. So I, I got to spend up at tight end. Uh, I, I don't think he's the best value uh, necessarily, but I do like blocking your Kirk Cousins a little <laughs> bit. So I'll, I'll go with TJ Hawkinson at 6,500. Again, uh, I don't know if he's a great cash game play, but I, I, I kind of force myself to have to spend up at tight end. So let's let's go with him. All right. Let's go with some Ken Walker at uh, 6,200. Mm-hmm. Averaging three and a half targets per game, so it's yep. better than I thought he would be. So I'll go with him in my flex, and I have fifty three hundred left for a wide receiver. Nice. So I have eighty seven hundred left for my flex. Um, can't really afford, you know, Justin Jefferson or Tyree Kill. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spend up at running back. I'm I'm gonna take Tony Pollard at eight k. Uh, he's my RB two this week. I think this is just an absolute blow up spot. For him against the Cardinals, so yeah, let's uh, take Tony Pollard. I have seven hundred left on the table. Didn't mean to do that, but I'll, I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I have fifty three hundred for wide receiver. I'm going Michael Thomas here. Uh, he had seven catches on nine targets in week two, five catches on eight targets in week one. So he's he's getting back yep. uh, and still fifty three hundred. I think that's too cheap. Yeah. I think I have him as a top twenty five receiver this week. So yeah. Uh, all right. Recap your lineup. So let's see. I went with uh, Geno Smith at quarterback. Uh, my running backs, I went the cheaper route. I went Jerome Ford and Isaiah Pacheco. Um, wide receivers, uh, I went Josh Reynolds, Keenan Allen, and Tank Dell. Uh, I spent up at tight end with TJ Hawkinson trying to block your Kirk Cousins play a little bit there. Flex, um, I went with Tony Pollard and defense. I took the Patriots up against Zach Wilson and the Jets. All right. I got Kirk Cousins at quarterback, 6,900. Running backs, uh, B. John Robinson, 7,800. Zach Moss, 5,500. Walker in the flex at uh, 6,200. Wide receivers, Mike Williams at 6K. Zay Flowers at 5,400. And Michael Thomas at 5,300. Tight end, Sam Laporta, 4K. And then I got the Bills at 2,900 at the Commanders. All right. Switch to FanDuel. Uh, I'll start with the... I'll go Jets at 3,900 for defense. Defenses are priced up. <laughs> oh, sure yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn. Well, I, I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Um, okay. I had flight. He, he's like cheaper on yeah, Vandal. Oh, he's, he's like 50, the right? same price as like, uh, we're talking Robert Woods. Curtis Samuel types on FanDuel. I, he is a better DraftKings play, but he's still just a great play on FanDuel too. Yeah, no, that's nuts. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'll go with Zach Ertz at 5,100. Nice. I'll, I'll double down on Jerome Ford as well. Uh, 5,600 on FanDuel. All right. Uh, I'll go back to Cousins, 7,800. <laughs> it's just too cheap. Yeah, yeah. That's the only game with a total over 50, right? And, like, way over. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah last week had, like, eight games with a total below 40. Just nuts. Um, some pretty good value at running back. Uh, I'm going to go with another receiver, I think. Let's go with uh, Calvin Ridley at 7,500. Yeah, his price came down. I think he yeah. got banged up for a second in that game. Yeah, he ran into the goalpost. Yeah, it was so scary. That... It was not good, but... I, I think it just shook him up for a little bit, but he, he should be fine. All right. Let's see. Josh Reynolds is actually priced appropriately on FanDuel 7K. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's got to be a spreadsheet thing. <laughs> Ooh, I got to go Zay Flowers again. He's 6,300 uh, on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll go Zay. 
Yeah, Beckham might miss, so my projection for him could go up. Um, yeah, damn it. I was thinking about taking him soon. Um, I will go with ah, – man, I'm just going to get my defense out of the way. Um, I'll go with the uh, Browns at home against Tannehill, who bounced back last week, but still, like, can be careless with the ball sometimes. And that Browns defensive Browns line D, is yeah. – yeah, pretty good. So let's go with them. But, yeah, you're not kidding. you got to spend up at defense. It's – it's tight on FanDuel. Price is totally different. All right, let's see. Uh, I'll go Keenan Allen here, eighty-eight hundred. Uh, and this is uh, this is probably a bit risky, but uh, I'm going to go with Amon Ra St. Brown uh, again. <laughs> if he misses the game, I get a zero. I can't like sub him out, so I'm taking a bit of a risk here. Last week I took the gamble, uh, taking AJ Dillon, assuming Aaron Jones would be out. Yeah, that's what happened. But then Dillon sucks. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm zero for one on my gambles. Hopefully this one comes through for me. But he should play. I haven't heard any reports that Amara is going to miss time or anything, but he is dealing with the toe injury. All right. Um, I will go with... I'll go with Amari Cooper at 6200 mm. Price a little too cheap. Thought he was going to be out. Uh, and then he ended up yeah. playing and having a great, great game. And it looks fine to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with a tight end here. I'm going to go with Chig here. Quanquo. He's 4800 yeah. I think he is... He's a better FanDuel play, too. Like, he might not catch five-plus balls, but he could do a ton of damage with, you know, three or four receptions. So, um, like him being priced down on FanDuel at 4800 All right. Need a couple of running backs. Let's see. I'll go uh, Roshan Johnson at 4700 How much money do you have per player left? I have 8600 per player. Oh, okay. Running back and a flex. All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend up at quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. At eighty four hundred, so I have seventy eight hundred per player remaining. I have a running back and flex left. All right, so for my flex, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson, ninety seven hundred. <laughs> get that stack with the yeah. cousins. Damn. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill and my flex. Nice. There's a chance Waddle might miss this week, so yeah. I mean, it's scary to think how many targets Tyreek would see if that's the case, but yeah. All right, for running back, we got seventy five hundred. Top one is Brian Robinson. Gibbs. I'm gonna go Gibbs here. Seven K. Let's see. I think Montgomery's gonna miss, so I think he could have his heaviest workload. He had nine targets and seven carries last week, so I mm-hmm. uh, think he can get fifteen, twenty touches in this game. So we'll go Gibbs. Who you got to finish out? So I have what sixty one hundred left. Um, I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna take Pacheco again, and I, I do think he is a better play. On uh, yeah. FanDuel, but again, love the potential game script and the matchup against the Bears. So I'm I'm all in on Pacheco this week. All right, what do you want to look like? Uh, so I got Justin Herbert at quarterback uh, for my running backs. I went Jerome Ford and Isaiah Pacheco. My wide receivers, I went with Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I took Chigakwanko at tight end for my flex. I spent up and took Tyreek Hill. And then my defense is the Cleveland Browns versus the Titans this week. All right. I got Cousins at, at quarterback at 7,800. Running backs, uh, Jameer Gibbs at 7K and Roshan Johnson at 4,700. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, 8,800. Uh, Zay Flowers, 6,300. Amari Cooper, 6,200. Tight end is Zach Ertz at 5,100. Uh, the flex, Justin Jefferson, 9,700. And then the Jets defense at home against the Patriots at 3,900. That is going to do it for us here at the fantasy flex again for our player projections episode be sure to check out 
that on the Action Network podcast channel. And every Friday, we'll be back with the uh, the night shift where we break down the Sunday night, Monday night football DFS slates right here on this channel. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker and me at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.